I'm Jim McGinnis, and welcome to Stories We Can Tell. I'm glad you found me. This episode strikes out in a new direction. Along with our weekly shows, I'm going to be doing some readings for my grandkids and any other kids that like to listen in. They do love books, and I don't always get the chance to read to them, so I thought this would be a good way to share some of their favorite stories. If you've got the book at home, feel free to follow along. This story is called Mermaid Meg and the Magic Lagoon by Leslie Kitty Maloney, illustrated by Debbie Waldrop Johnson. My granddaughters love mermaids, so I thought this story would be special for them. Here goes, Mermaid Meg and the Magic Lagoon. Mermaid Meg is the spunky guardian of the Indian River Lagoon. For many years, it was a pretty easy job. She would play every day with the dolphins and manatees, and in the evening, she would sing and dance with the sea turtles and other critters that lived there. Sometimes at night, she could see the bioluminescence or the brilliant glow from the fish. It was like the light of a million stars. Sea friends swimming by flashed like fireworks. Splash, pop, pop, whoosh. It was a magical place to live. Meg was delighted by the humans who came to live upon the shores. They fished, paddled, and swam in the waters, too. They were, she was happy they lived in harmony with all the creatures of the lagoon. It was a magical place to live. After a while, more and more humans began to come. Some seemed to forget to treat the lagoon with gratitude and respect. They littered, overfished, and polluted with chemicals that were bad for the many animals and plants that lived there. The water lost its blue color and smelled stinky. It became so cloudy that it was hard for Meg to find her sea animal friends. It was not a magical place to live anymore. Meg didn't know what to do. She was the appointed guardian of the Indian River Lagoon, but it seemed she couldn't stop what was happening. I have to figure out a way to get the humans to change. The next day was the town's yearly picnic. Everyone ate near the pier and enjoyed the festivities. There were games, lots of food, and fun music. It was the perfect time for Meg to share her message. This was her moment. She swam over to the large group standing on the shore and popped her head out of the water. Everyone gasped in surprise. Please don't be afraid. I am Mermaid Meg, guardian of the Indian River Lagoon, and I have something very important to tell you. Look out across our water, she said. The lagoon was a magical place once, but something had gone terribly wrong. A crowd gathered. They nodded their heads. Some even wiped tears from their eyes. There are simple things you can do to heal the water, Meg added. First, you must vacuum out the muddy muck sitting on the bottom from all the years of pollution. There are big machines that can do this type of thing. <clears throat> Once that is gone, the healthy life can grow again. She held up some muck for the crowd. A girl in a pink dress yelled, ooh, when it oozed from Meg's fingers. Second, you must stop using chemicals like fertilizers and pesticides. When you use them in your yards, the rain carries them into the lagoon. 
It makes all of us sick. Meg had a determined look on her face. Then she lifted a handful of trash from the water. And third, stop littering. The lagoon is not a garbage can. Things like balloons and leftover fishing line hurt us because animals mistake the balloons for food and fish can sometimes get tangled up in the fishing line. A man wearing a straw hat said, gosh, I didn't know that. But that's not all. When you fish, take only what you can eat. Release the rest of your catch into the waters. If you respect the rules of the lagoon, you'll have plenty of fish for the future. Lastly, Meg said, restore the, restore the oysters and clams that used to be everywhere. They naturally clean the water so it doesn't become greenish brown. Did you know that one oyster can filter 50 gallons of water a day? Think what a difference it will make to the lagoon if more oysters and clams live there. It would be a magical place to live, said the mayor. Mermaid Meg smiled. Yes, it would. After that day, the whole community made sure to follow Meg's advice. People began to notice the water growing clearer, and it wasn't stinky anymore. The manatees and dolphins seemed happier as they jumped and frolicked. As more living things made their home in the lagoon, Meg smiled and her heart was full. The Indian River Lagoon was a magical place to live again. The End in the back of the book, the author includes some fun facts about dolphin and manatee and sea turtles, but she also includes things you can do to stop polluting the lagoon. For instance, ask your parents to help you plant a tree, use refillable water bottles, recycle your garbage, use both sides of the paper, don't release balloons into the air, animals think it's food. Brush your teeth without running the water. Use recyclable containers like Tupperware for lunch. Turn things off when not in use. Less electricity means less coal and oil to pollute the environment. Volunteer for cleanup efforts. And clean up your pet's waste. It pollutes the water too. Well, that's our story. Mermaid Meg and the Magic Lagoon by Leslie Kitty Maloney, illustrated by Debbie Waldorf Johnson. It's important that you learn your words so we can hear your voice. Until next time, fair winds and calm seas, love Papa. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact me at storieswecantell at outlook.com. <laughs>